Welcome back to the Southridge Films Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sheets, joined by my lovely co-host and future wife, Janae Muchmore. Hi, everybody. This podcast was initially created to share our journey into our first feature film and inspire other filmmakers to do the same by sharing lessons learned along the way so everyone can benefit from the journey that we've been on this past, what's it been, over a year now, it's been year over and a year. half. Yep. Pretty cool. Let's tell everyone where we are. We are wrapping up production. We're actually, we're done filming. I guess that would be principal photography. We're in the middle of doing reshoots, uh, just making the film better based off of feedback that we've been given. We're cranking away at it. It's a, tomorrow is, we are reshooting the climax to make it 10 times better than it currently is. And I'm, I'm very, very excited about that. Fun fact, this will be our third time reshoot well third yeah time. Yep. third time reshooting it so it goes to show no film will ever be perfect there's always room for improvement so yeah that's very true never give up keep going <laughs> keep going for those of you who have not followed along on our updates throughout our southridge films youtube channel the pumpkin man is a story about a town called cromwell with a folklore legend the pumpkin man and one specific teenager is a little excited and curious to see if the pumpkin man is legit or not. So she is on a mission to summon him yet again. And she learns that some tales are better left untold. So that's a little synopsis of the movie that you can prepare yourself for. That is the movie. <laughs> <clears throat> that do be the movie, though. So yeah, like uh, like Janae said, we've we started filming in March last year. It's it's we're coming up on a year, and that process is it's rigorous to say the least. Tiring. It's very tiring, but we, worth it. Definitely worth it. But you know, I don't think even after the first shoot, I don't think we really grasped how how much we were in for, and you know when you go to make any film you and maybe this is just a me thing but i i vastly underestimate how long it will take oh for sure i think we learned that the first time we tried to or we wanted to shoot the climax mm -hmm. we didn't really get around to it because we had six scenes at one location including the climax and ryan goes we can do all six scenes and when i was planning it out i said are we sure about that one camera six scenes so I think that night we completed one whole scene and started two others that no, we, we scrapped. We did. We did more than one scene. We did two complete scenes. Both of those scenes are getting reshot. So So it goes to show don't try to cram too much in because when you do, you rush. And I think that's one of our biggest lessons we've learned is don't rush it. Perfection takes time. So maybe start with one scene. See how long that takes you. And then take a break. Next time reconvene. Do two scenes, depending on how involved the scenes are. You got to be careful uh, who you have on set if you are planning a long day. Because if you have too many people on set, that's a lot of attention spans that you need to be in control of. And people get distracted people so People get so easily. distracted. You get distracted easily. Everyone gets distracted easily. And you're being pulled in so many different directions. Mm -hmm. We were the people that everyone thought had all the answers. 
when in reality we didn't. So we were getting pulled yep. constantly. We were we were trying to figure it out as we went. But I think as we went on throughout the process, the filmmaking process, we discovered more and more like, okay, we we kind of know what we're doing and we don't have to force it as much. We became more and more confident. And that's why I think these reshoots are are even happening because we like we legitimately know what we're doing now and we know how to get in and get things done. Do you have any other lessons that really stick out in your head? Don't sell yourself short on what you can accomplish with the resources you have. Because I think there was a lot of instances during this film where I doubted what we could do. So I went the cheapest possible solution. And there's one death scene in the movie that is the perfect example of this because the first time around I just did it as cheap as I possibly could and it looked like something out of Looney Tunes so we shot that death scene three different times because I wasn't satisfied with with the end product and now it's one of my favorites in the movie not to mention it's award-winning, too. It is award-winning. Uh, we're not going to say which character. We're not going to say how it happens. But uh, there is an award-winning uh, kill in the movie, and it is the one that we sold ourselves short on and then subsequently made better time and time again. You're not going to grow if you don't push yourself, and the worst thing that you could do is fail. And you learn from failure. I'm speaking off of that. I think one of the biggest lessons I learned, and I've always known this back when I was a TV reporter, it was always important to watch your own work back. I hate watching myself back. I do make an appearance in this movie, and I hate watching those scenes in particular, but it's so crucial to the process because we went to our premiere in September, and it was phenomenal. We had 200 people in the theater, Everyone loved it. We got great feedback, great response from it. But then we went to a festival and then another festival and we saw the same film in different settings and we started to look at it through a harder lens and realize, okay, we're selling ourselves short in certain areas and we need to go back and that's why we're doing these reshoots now. And I think even though we're doing this after we thought we were already done and it still takes a lot of time it is important to go back and do that because it's only going to make the film that much better and we have all these lessons we've learned from I don't even know how many shoots I mean we probably had anywhere from 20 to 30 days of shooting yeah I could give you the exact number if I went on my computer but you know to bounce off of that like we just this this wasn't even a reshoot. Um, we we added a scene last weekend. We just shot it, and genuinely, I think it might be my favorite scene in the movie. The way that we did this scene the first time around was one shot. It was a kill that happened off screen. You just kind of see the beginning of it, and I think that we made the right decision. We went back, and we went back in. 30 degree weather. I mean, we've we're filming in Florida and 30 degrees is an anomaly and 
especially when we shot everything or the bulk of it outside in the summer. So it's complete opposite environment. Which I think I enjoyed more. The the, the cool air um, made me made me feel like we were more in the proper setting for it anyway. And it was the first time I didn't sweat in the pumpkin man costume. But we we went back and filmed that scene, and even as we were filming it, we were like, I. Like, this is turning out really good. And, and usually we don't say that. Usually we're like, okay, you know, this, we'll see how it is when we cut it together. But when we, when we were filming, we, we felt very confident in it. And, and I think it's because like Janae said, you know, you know, 20 days of filming, you get more confident in your skills as you go and you know what you're doing. And even our executive producer, he did not think that we needed to, to film the scene. He said originally I think the scene is fine as it is and I was like just just let us try this you know if it doesn't work it doesn't work whatever and uh even as we were filming he's like I still think the way it is is okay but you know I see what you're doing and then he saw the scene and he's like yeah okay I get it now well and this is a very impactful scene yes it's probably the most impactful death there's a specific rule that goes against most people's morals and the boundary is crossed. Mm -hmm. I think when you look at the original cut of the movie and you see that it's just implied what happens versus seeing the true consequences of the decision to bypass those morals, the death already resonated with the audience. Yeah, we we felt that at the theater. But it's going to resonate so much more now that you see the consequences played out on screen. Now, I will say, there's an additional bit of that scene that I wish we had added. I will tell you once we're once we're done with this podcast. But I am Nick and I were actually talking about it, and I I'm like, oh man, that would have been a good way to cap off that scene. Nick is our cinematographer, by the way. Any other lessons you think we should? I mean, there's so many lessons. We have a whole bag of them. But I think those were really the four main lessons yeah. we've learned throughout the process. Don't underestimate the goodwill of other people. Um, the amount of people that have just wanted to help on this project because they think it's cool would boggle your mind. Uh, we've we've worked with so many awesome people that just think this movie is cool and uh, have been wanting to help because it's it's fun. But there are certain obstacles to overcome when you're shooting horror because people are scared of what you might be shooting on property that mm -hmm. you're trying to borrow or rent out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, n know who you're talking to when when and know how to properly sell your film. If it's a public location, you know, be quick about it. If it's something like a you know a private location when you're talking to someone just be aware that if you're shooting a horror movie they might not want you to have death and murder on property and you know we we needed a library so we went to UCF and basically said hey we want to shoot a horror movie nothing's going no one's going to die in the library but we want a scene in the library and they were like yeah right okay yeah, you can leverage your resources and your connections For sure. to the fullest. Now, I do want to be transparent. After the premiere, we did think we were going to release the film yes. last fall. That did not happen. 
we do know there's a lot of people that are a little sad they have to wait a whole nother year. Uh, but for those people, we do have good news to kind of drum up some anticipation throughout this next half of the year. We have started a new series, a series of shorts that will create an anthology called Tales from the Book of Curvis. And these were all Ryan's ideas. So I'll let you take it away and explain it. But we've already released two. Yes. Naughty for Christmas and Witch's Brew for January. So Tales from the Book of Curvis is is like a little appetizer for the pumpkin man. So we had been thinking, okay, we have to keep the hype up for a year. You know, this this was my panic mode <laughs> initiating. Uh, yeah, this I, panic mode goes off a lot around Ryan when we're shooting <laughs> stuff. This was the result of of pure panic because yeah, we have to we have to keep it alive for for a year. We have to keep up the anticipation for a year. And I thought the best way to do that is let's expand, let's expand the story, let's expand the lore. Uh, so in doing the Tales from the Book of Kerbis, we each each tale takes place in Cromwell, uh, the the town where uh, the Pumpkin Man takes place, and all of these monsters that you're going to see in Tales from the Book of Kerbis are mentioned in the incantation when the Pumpkin Man is being summoned. So a bad example is the first killer from Naughty, which is Psycho Claus. He's the only one so far that does not have a mention in the Pumpkin Man uh, incantation. However, that doesn't mean he, that doesn't mean Psycho Claus doesn't have a chapter. We got to save him for Christmas. Exactly. And then the most recent one is Witch's Brew, which featured the Dark Fairy Witch. Witch's Brew is is one of my personal favorites because some of these films we actually wrote two years ago. We were back in Fort Myers, so yeah. In 2020, we wrote these three short scripts, and you know I had every intention of making them back then, but we just didn't. I started thinking, well, maybe we should make some short films within the Pumpkin Man universe. I was like, wait a minute, I, I already have three scripts for that. Witch's Brew was one of them, and Witch's Brew was always the one that I was the most excited about because it's about killer coffee, uh, <laughs> which I just think is a really fun idea. And uh, the coffee company that we used uh, in the in the movie, they also thought it was an awesome idea. So uh, they've been very happy that we featured their coffee and Shout out to Geek Grind Coffee. Go go check them out. You want a spooky cup of gel? That's that's where you <laughs> that's where you need to go. I'd try it, but I don't like coffee. So sorry, Geek Grind. Well, Still support you. <laughs> well, I I will drink all of their coffee. Uh, so yeah, and then we've got we've got a, a couple more coming out this year. We're releasing one a month, and then that's all leading up to half a ween, which is uh, in May. And in May we will be releasing. A Pumpkin Man short film, which I never thought we'd be making another one, another <laughs> Pumpkin Man short film. But here we, we thought are. it was feature films yeah. from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, here we are, and we're making another Pumpkin Man short film. So everything comes full circle for a reason. But we thought that you know, if if we're gonna have these short films, it needs to be leading up to something. It needs to be building up to something. And what I think is really cool about the the Pumpkin Man short film is the Pumpkin Man short film is actually going to tie-in directly to the opening scene of the Pumpkin Man feature film. So you're going to get the first part of the story in the 
in the short film. And if you miss it, you're not going to be missing anything. The the, the movie Man, still stands on its own. It'll still make sense. You know, I know it's not not going to assign too much homework to you. I think I'm most excited about that one, if I'm being honest. I don't even think I've told you what I... I have not seen the script. There is no script yet. I thought of a kill that I want, and I thought of the way to do it. I thought of all the effects that we'll need, and I must warn you, if you come back for Tales from the Book of Kerbis, I think that would be chapter six, Kerbis Awakened, it's going to be gross. (laughs) It is going to be probably number one on gross pumpkin man kills it will be up there not only is this an appetizer to the quality of filmmaking Mm -hmm. it's also an appetizer to the creativity behind the kills yes and i think that's important as well spoiler alert if you don't want anything spoiled from tales from the book of kerbis since the two are out i did want to mention kind of what janae is talking about in naughty it's a christmas horror short film the main character gets stabbed to death with a candy cane it's pretty great then in witch's brew killer coffee doesn't kill you the way you might think it will that one you know i'll leave you to go see you know i think we want to make it make them as creative as possible because the era of of horror that i love and and is so dear to my heart is 70s and 80s horror and the kills are just so absurdly stupid sometimes and i just I, I love living in that vein. So that's kind of what you can expect. You know, when you watch the the short films, you can kind of expect, okay, this is what I'm in for, uh, for the feature. And I think it's funny because I kind of wish we had these short films for people to digest before the premiere, because the amount of people that thought they were going to see a home video at the <laughs> premiere is really funny. A lot of people came up to us after like, Oh, wow. This was a full... This was a movie. A, a legit yeah. movie. <laughs> it was so, so funny. Like, so many people were talking. And we're like, I, I don't... They Like, I think one person came up to our EP and said, I don't know what I was expecting, but it was not that. Which is a great compliment because he meant it as a compliment. <laughs> However, we both do video very heavily in our careers professionally. So it... At the same time, it's like, come on. Come on, it's us. We wouldn't release anything. You know it's not going to be found footage. (laughs) Yeah, but I am happy that the masses are going to be able to see it. See, like, digest the short films and then see the the feature. You know, most people will have that opportunity because not a lot of people have seen the movie so far. But the people that have have said it's very, it's very okay. <laughs> no, they've said it's awesome. You're selling yourself short. Yeah, I know. This is a total joke. Uh, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback from family, friends, and film festivals. We are now up to seven awards. I'd have to try to name all of them Best Kill, Best Production Design, Best Horror, horror, feature, horror film. feature Film. That's probably the, the biggest, the biggest one. one. Best Movie Poster. Best Movie Poster, uh, Florida Fear, uh, Best Florida feature film and there was one more i actually don't remember what the other one was i'm drawing a blank on it too yeah me too i'm drawing a total blank i couldn't even tell you which festival it was from more awards than we anticipated when we started this especially since kind of the award that started it all was the florida fear from spooky empire the year before in 2021 that was was the only award that was the only award that any film 
we've done has ever won. You know, we've gotten nominated for stuff before, but that's the first time we've been we've won something. And when we released this film, we were like, oh, OK, you know, if we get if we get the same award, yeah, which we did, and we didn't expect it. I did not expect seven awards. That's that's really cool. And, and we still have a lot of festivals this year that we're waiting on. Every single one of them could reject me and I would still be I would still be OK. I would still be like, you know, what? <laughs> I didn't expect seven awards. So seven awards. I'll, I'll totally take it. So now we're transitioning to what's next for the Pumpkin Man. What is next for the Pumpkin Man? We're we're talking about film festivals. We've kind of been on a tour in Central Florida for a couple we've been accepted to. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that tour will continue. Mm -hmm. And we just found out this week, actually, we're playing at Megacon in Orlando for the, what is it's it called? It's called Horror? the Halloween Horror Picture Show. And there is a possibility, if you go to Megacon this year in Orlando, Florida, you might meet the Pumpkin Man. There's not a chance. There is no doubt <laughs> you will see the pumpkin man. Ryan thinks we're not going. <laughs> no, we're we're going and we're going to bring the pumpkin man out to play. Get ready. You can meet Kerbis one-on-one. -on -one, which if you don't know, Kerbis is the name of the pumpkin man. I don't think I have said that in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to bring the pumpkin man out uh, to Megcon because it's insane how well the pumpkin man does in costume at conventions. I didn't I didn't expect the reaction that we've gotten from from conventions and walking around. To put it in context, he is standing on stilts, so you're about seven feet tall. Mm -hmm. Anyone in the room can see him from across the room. And it people just kind of gravitate toward you. At Spooky Empire, there was only one person taller than me, and that was the person dressed up as Khonshu from Moon Knight. Yeah, they had some big stilts. Yeah, well, the, I talked to the woman. She was a professional stilt walker and had been working at Universal Stilt Walking for, I think she said, 20 years. That's crazy. I've only been on stilts for a year. Not even, honestly. I'm a professional newbie when it comes to stilt walking. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten a lot of positive feedback from just walking around as the pumpkin man and you know i i think we did a little bit better at at spooky empire than we did at spookala just just purely for the fact that we actually had something to promote well and spooky empire is so much bigger that's true also if if you're interested spookala in in june we will actually have a booth we're going to have a booth at spookala this year and i i cannot overstate how excited I am. I, Spook Hallow is one of those conventions that is just, it's very, very cool. It's smaller than Spooky Empire, but you would be shocked at, at the amount of awesome stuff you'll see at Spook Hallow. Fun fact, a little dream came true at Spook Hallow. Back in December, uh, we all went, me, me, Janae, and Nick, we went, and I, I walked around as the Pumpkin Man, and we saw an opportunity, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity probably, to get a picture with me in costume with Nick Castle, the original Michael Myers. For for the low price of $60, we could make that happen. <laughs> and, you know, and it's funny because at the time... You couldn't really see him. <laughs> I actually could not see him because I have... We just switched up the contacts that the Pumpkin Man wears, and they used to have pupils, and now they do not. Now it's just a ghostly white, 
and I, I, I basically couldn't see Nick Castle at all. Uh, I had to get out of costume and uh, go back over in that area just to be like, okay, now I've actually seen him with my own eyes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so we'll be back at Spookhalla in, in June, and we're going to have our booth, and we'll have uh, our t-shirts with our poster for sale, which is going to be really fun. I know people really like that design. We'll probably also be selling the poster, I would think. Oh, for sure. And we have hot sauce. We're working on Pumpkin Man hot sauce, which is going to be really cool. We have a very cool thing that we're doing where we have convention exclusive designs. These are designs that you can only get at conventions. And I am so, so excited for them. We've posted the graphic on on Instagram. It's a white drawing of the Pumpkin Man. Uh, but the way we've implemented them is really cool. We have a t-shirt with that design on it, but then we also have a hoodie and I cannot express to you how much I love this hoodie. <laughs> I have not stopped wearing it ever since I got it. And I would actually be wearing it right now if I didn't have to just chase down an Amazon driver for a package uh, that warmed me up a little bit. It's got that design on the back with the drawing of the pumpkin man. And then if you look on our T public store, we have a design called Happy Gord Lucky. And uh, we whited out that entire design uh, and we have that embroidered on the front. That hoodie is my favorite thing that we've ever made. I love it more than the movie. I love it more than everything. It, no, I'm just kidding. Just wait till I start stealing it. I will be distraught. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot tell you how much I love that hoodie. Anyway, all of this touring stuff and convention stuff to say, we are heavily promoting the film because this year is the year we will hit streaming platforms. I'm pretty sure 2023 is the year of the pumpkin, right? That's what the calendar said, right? Yeah. <laughs> right away at the new year, year of the pumpkin. Yep. I flipped it over and... All of a sudden, all the zeros in the calendar were just pumpkins. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> we will hit streaming platforms. We're not entirely sure on which ones yet, but yes. if you stay tuned to our Instagram page yep. at Pumpkin Man Film, we will be posting those yeah. as or soon as we start finding out that information. And you can see, we don't know when we'll be playing at MegaCon. That is the last weekend of March. Well, I say last weekend. Technically, it's March 30th, which is a Thursday through April 2nd. Yeah. And when we know what day and time we're playing, we'll let you know there as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, closer to the fall. Keep an eye out on our social pages for uh, information on uh, both streaming and, if all goes according to plan, physical releases. Physical Blu-rays, which will be just the coolest feeling to have our our movie on a blu-ray can we get a steel book just for us <laughs> oh should not have planted that oh seed. you spawned to something i don't even care i'll get a i'll get a custom steel book made i'll figure out how to a service that where i can do that because oh that would be really 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 cool the future looks bright for the pumpkin man especially in 2023 we're very very excited that the movie is actually going to be released and uh, people will be able to see it because the, the the reaction we've gotten has been very positive and as as we've gone uh, we've just had more and more head heads turned and people looking in our direction wondering what we're all about i'm excited to look back at this podcast after all is said and done and, and see how far we've come see how far we've come yeah. I'm, I'm very excited it'll be like a time capsule yeah 
I'm going to give myself this audio, this little audio snippet so I can make another podcast in next January. And all right. All right, future Ryan, tell me what's up. <laughs> We're talking about the release of this film, but there is a sequel in the works. There is? There is. This is the first I've heard of this. But you're the one that started writing 18 pages of it. Oh, that is true. I did do that now, didn't I? Yes. So if you do like it, definitely stick around. Yes, there is a sequel in the works. And we're hoping to start production on that yep. in fall of 2023. I'll tease this. I will tell you the official name of the sequel. It's not The Pumpkin Man 2, as, as many people might have thought it might be. It is going to be called The Pumpkin Man Harvester of Souls. I have to go back on your statement, the year of the pumpkin. Mm -hmm. 2022 also felt like the year of the pumpkin. We own probably at this point 200 various sized pumpkins, some from as small as three inches to others as big as a foot. All foam, some carved, some just there for decor. We actually have two very cool pumpkins, which are carved from dried out, dried out, uh, real pumpkins, real, real gourds, not real pumpkins, real gourds from a company called Crazy Gourds, who set up shop around Central Florida. Very cool. Uh, One of them is actually Lil Boo from Halloween Horror Nights, which is I love that one so much. And it's January and pumpkins are still in our house. (laughs) And that will never change. It's okay. I've gotten used to it. We are, but the p- they were up since we started filming in March. They never really came down after October of twenty twenty one. We are the house of the pumpkin. It's like a disease; it just keeps spreading. First, it was it was contained to our office, and then it moved out into the living room. <laughs> All right. So before we close this episode, we did offer a few opportunities for our Instagram followers to ask us some questions that we would answer on tonight's podcast. And we did get a couple of responses. I want to just get this one out of the way real quick. The first question we got is why is Sony superior to Canon? Um, And you see Tyler, the simple answer is it's not. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get to the real questions. Okay. Now that that snowball has been crushed. We shoot on cannons in this household. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the first question is, what was it like on set and how did you deal with obstacles? Well, you know, I think the best part about how we handled ourselves on set is that no one knew that we were absolute dumpster fires (laughs) on the inside. It's so true. On the inside, Janae and I were like, like alarms were going off we're like everything's going wrong this is terrible it's taking too long everybody hates us it was literally that meme this is where the dog (laughs) is sitting in the fire this This is is fine fine. everything's fine so we had the whole cast and crew at freak show film festival and uh we did a q a panel afterwards and the cast and crew was asked what was it like working with ryan and janae and shockingly they all said it was a great experience (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, one of our actresses, Stephanie Curvis, actually has worked on a lot of a lot of projects. And she she gave us the the very nice compliment of saying that it was one of the most 
uh, professional and fun that she had been on. And, and I'm like, I don't, I don't believe you. <laughs> and she, she was like, no, you have no idea. Some of the sets I've been on. So it was good to know that our panic and anxiety was not projected onto the, the cast and crew and that everybody had a good time. That being said, it was very stressful for us, but I think the positivity that the cast and crew radiated uh, was probably the easiest way to get over obstacles. You know, there was never anyone hounding us like you need to get this done. You need to get that done. Like everyone was like very much like, guys, we all want this to be good. Take your time. Do do what you need to do. Like even like, if we couldn't get everything done, it yeah. was let's just come back. Yeah our actors would get burned out if we were shooting mm -hmm. till one in the morning four in the morning. one night we were there till four in the morning yeah and that is the disadvantage of a horror film is <laughs> well, without a studio you can't fake nighttime it would be great to film this in november december january uh but the problem is when you're aiming for a 2022 release which all, and ends up not happening. Uh, <laughs> you you try to film it during the spring and during the summer. The sun didn't go down until eight thirty nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like midnight yeah. for us. Uh, eight thirty nine o'clock, and then uh, it never cools off. Even even in the middle of the night, it's still and then you had five degrees. Cicadas, cicadas making noise. It was funny. We were actually asked at Spooky Empire what was the biggest challenge you faced during filming, and you could tell that everyone in that room was had film at least filmed in Florida at some point because I just said cicadas, and everyone was like, "Oh, I know, right." <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, I think dealing with obstacles uh, was best when everybody was just so supportive and like, you got this, like, we can do this, let's make it happen. Like, I think that that really helped. Not not saying that's what it's always going to be like, but, you know, for this one, for our first feature film, when we didn't really know what we were doing, that was a that was very nice. Yeah. And you just have to be adaptable. When Ryan's writing the script, there's a lot of things that sound good on paper and in your head, but then when you go to actually try to do certain effects, it's challenging. There are limitations, and we just had to roll with the punches yeah. and be adaptable and still try to make it the best that it could be, or if we didn't have the pieces to complete that effect, we had to figure out how we were going to mm -hmm. get those pieces. It may have come to filming that part yeah. a different day. That award-winning kill was shot in three different locations. In just three conse consecutive shots, it goes from three different locations all over Florida. And you would never know. You would never know. I love it. One was north of Orlando. Uh, at an Airbnb. And then at another Airbnb where we were filming the pumpkin patch scene is the second shot. And then... The last shot in that sequence was at Sir Henry's. It was all over. And that second Airbnb was in Kissimmee. But I don't think I said that. Next question. Okay. Does the Pumpkin Man have a middle name? Pumpkin Man actually does have a middle name. All right. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. Well, you know, sometimes you just got to... You got to know these these things, Janae. You know, this is, uh, this is our child now. I thought it was just Kerbis Man. <laughs> 
Kerbis Man. No, it's not Kerbis Man. He's got a middle name. And his middle name is Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kerbis Jennifer Man. Oh, jeez. Which I just find really funny because Janae's co-worker's last name is Man. So. And she's she acted in the movie. Yeah, she, she played one of... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Captain's mom. I only said that because the pumpkin man. Yeah. I Fun know. fact: Kerbis is German for pumpkin. Yes, that is. So that is where the name came from. Yeah. If you want, if you want a little bit more backstory on on how that came out, uh, go check out Within the Mists podcast. Uh, they interviewed us, and we we went deep into the backstory of the pumpkin man, both on on screen and off. So uh, go check them out. They're they really really sweet podcast. We're really grateful that they gave us a chance to talk about uh, our our project. Now we have Kirby's the middle Jennifer. name <laughs> settled. Kerbis Jennifer Mann <laughs> is the pumpkin man's full name. All right. What's your favorite that, memory? Oh, hang on. That, just for clarification, that's a total joke. His name is Kerbis and that's it. Okay. Just <laughs> before anything, before this comes back to bite me, at some point in my, my career, it's just Kerbis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your favorite memory throughout this entire process? Why don't you go first? Okay. <laughs> My favorite memory, since you've put me on the spot to go first, was actually probably last weekend's reshoot. It was the easiest shoot. It was... You're not even going to let me explain my answer. (laughs) I was waiting to see if you were going to be surprised by that. No, not at all. I, I think for you, it's the most fun. So, again, I did play a small part in the film and... My character reappears in the scene we reshot. I am by no means an actress. My sister got the actress. Well, I can't even call them jeans because nobody in my family has acted mm-hmm. before her. But I have always very much tried to just be 100% myself. So originally, when we were first talking about this process and creating our first feature film, Ryan wanted me to be the main character. And I was like, oh, God, what if this takes off and it's my ugly face? You're not ugly. You're beautiful (laughs) and I love you. It's my face and probably horrible acting. She did a very good job. As my small role? Yeah. Okay. I don't know that I believe Okay, here's the thing. All right. And let me just let me make a little clarification here. Janae is actually a good actress. She just has no idea how to access it. Because when we were talking about Janae doing the lead in this movie, and the reason we did, we landed on, okay, that's what we're going to do, is because I had her read this very emotional monologue. And not only was it moving as all hell, but she started crying while she was reading it and it blew me away she didn't know she could do that and we still have not figured out how to access it again (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry it was cool to have a small role in something and ryan obviously was the pumpkin man but he did play another minor character so it was cool for both of us to be able to act in our films i think you know there's a lot of directors that do little cameos Mm -hmm. and it's just so special to see those easter eggs throughout the film and yeah, maybe I'm not the best at line de- delivery, but last week's scene was action-packed, so I got to see the action side of it, and it was exhilarating. And yes, I was cold, mm-hmm. but 
I didn't complain at all because I was moving around. I was having fun. Mm -hmm. It was it was just a lot of fun. I have one question for you. Did you ever think that in your life you would see yourself on a movie theater screen? No. In fact, my coworker <laughs> who plays Miss Leota, a little tribute to our dog, she and I joked that at the premiere we would go to the bathroom because we were in the same scenes together. So we'd just go to the bathroom <laughs> during our scenes. I did not. I could not leave because we were getting such good reaction. But I think that goes into the next best memory was the premiere. And I'll let you talk about that. My favorite memory is the premiere. Janae has been part of the Pumpkin Man for now two years, right? Year and a half-ish. Yeah, yeah, I've really yeah. only been involved with... The Demon of Fall Short, mm -hmm. which my sister acted in, and then and the, the feature. feature film. The most important yeah. Pumpkin Man, right? Yeah. For me, the premiere was the culmination of seven years of work. If you're unfamiliar with the Pumpkin Man and, and its origins, the Pumpkin Man Demon of Fall was the sixth Pumpkin Man short film. I did the Pumpkin Man, then Jeff and I did the Pumpkin Man 2, uh, then we did the Pumpkin Man 3, then Pumpkin Man versus Creepy the Clown, and then Pumpkin Man Returns. We did all five of those short films in the span of, I think, two years. It just became this thing that was a part of me. And, you know, I often look at the Pumpkin Man not not nearly to the same level, but in, in a lot of ways, I look at him the way Walt Disney probably looked at Mickey Mouse. Like, it's it's my favorite creation it's the thing i'm the most proud of i've wanted to do a feature from the very beginning i always thought that it would be really cool to to make a pumpkin man feature i'm so happy i didn't attempt it because it like it wouldn't have been nearly as good back then working on this series for seven years i i learned what what does work what doesn't work how much humor can we have how much horror do we need you know and really found my my filmmaking style and seeing that culminate on the big screen in a, in a real actual movie theater filled with people who were excited to be there and excited to see it. And a few people who had no idea what they were walking into just one of the best experiences of my life. And we have a video when the credits started rolling and I love watching that video just because of the love and the energy and the pride that was radiating throughout that room when the credits were going because someone's name would pop up and you could hear their family just going crazy. And that was the best feeling. The other half of that memory kind of leads into the next day where the cast and crew went to Halloween Horror Nights together. And that was just the most fun night of Horror Nights, I think, period. My family actually went, which was really cool, too. You wouldn't have thought it would be the best night because it rained. Yeah, it rained the all whole night. night. And it was like a light, misty yeah. rain that soaked you enough to be annoying. And then it never went away. Yeah. If you live in Florida, you know, you know, if it, if it starts raining, it'll probably be done in, you know, 30 minutes, maybe less. And for it to be sprinkling, I mean, like Janae said, it was just enough to be so annoying. But I didn't care. You know, we were there with our families. We were there with our friends. And everyone knew that we were there because we had just done something extremely special. It was just so cool to be at one of my favorite attractions in the world and have everybody be there because of that. It's funny. We planned on marketing while we were there and everybody was going to wear 
a uh, pumpkin man shirt with a QR code on the back that uh, linked to our Instagram page. With the word summon him. And the problem was it was raining. So, so we all had rain jackets so on. Everyone had a jacket on, so it was all for nothing. But, you know, it was still fun. That was 100% my favorite memory. I replay that that weekend over and over all the time. That was a really good weekend. That that one's going to be hard to top, but I have a feeling coming up here in the... In March, it'll probably be topped. Our last question is, you held a premiere back in September. Yes, we remember. Brings tears to our eyes every time. And we've won seven awards that we recapped for you. Uh, At what point do you consider this film successful? I think for me, I already consider it a success. I think I considered it a, a success the second we wrapped filming. Because... No matter what, what we did was an accomplishment, and we should be proud of that. So I, I can't really define success by a monetary amount, but I think outside of that, if, if we got a quarter of that, that cult following that, that Terrifier has, has gained, I'd be happy. You know, I'm, I'm already happy with, with the amount of followers we have and people who are excited for it. I mean, we only have 1,300 uh, followers on Instagram it's it, by all accounts that's not very much but I'm I'm perfectly content with that and you know I don't consider it a failure because we don't have you know 20,000 followers like 50,000 followers I think people are excited and that's enough for me just holding a premiere in a theater as big as we were in it was successful yeah like Ryan said, though, it was successful before we even got to premiere night because how many people in their 20s who have a dream like working on a feature film actually get up and do it, make their own opportunities. And I think the fact that we both work full time and this was something we really could only do on the weekends and we were able to crank it out in less than a year, really at this point, a year and a half just speaks testament to our work ethic, to our dedication, and our passion for what we do. It wasn't easy. It took a lot of time. Like, for six months, our weekends were booked. Yep. With pretty much nothing but pumpkin man prep, or filming prep, then going out to location, filming, and then Sunday, we were recovering, because we were out so late and it was just a day of being lazy, maybe getting some editing done from the day before. Those days, I... I don't know how we functioned. No, man. I mean, you really don't realize the toll that 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 can take on your body when when you're, you know, up up until four in the morning. And filming, no less. The, The two people that had it the worst were me and Nick. Because Nick had to hold the camera and I was on stilts. Well, Nick also had to drive three hours to get up to every shoot he attended. The way we physically felt afterwards, I mean, Nick and I woke up every morning, every Sunday morning, like we had just gotten bulldozed. Oh, I was right there with y'all. I was so stressed about you on the stilts. (laughs) You have no idea how much those stilts hurt. Oh, I believe it. Oh, yeah. Those those wrecked my back and the, the fly cam wrecked Nick's back. Good times, but I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it either. You just 
especially in a world as competitive as today, you have to know how to create your own opportunities. And if you just sit there and you wait for opportunity to knock on your door, it's never going to come until you make it count. And I'm proud of us for sticking to it. I mean, usually short films are hard enough to get through production, post-production, but I'm proud of us for sticking through this on such a strict timeline to be able to premiere it in before Halloween of last year. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's an experience that we'll have forever and, and we'll be able to share with people forever. And, you know, it's it's just the beginning. It Like, we have so many ideas in, in the pipeline. Like I said, Tales from the Book of Kerbis is... Uh, leading up to uh, half a ween, um, but that's definitely not going to be the last chapter. Uh, that'll be the cap on season one, but there's there's so many ideas rattling around in this old noodle that uh, I think I've got I've got enough content to uh, be, keep people interested in in coming back for more. But you know, like I said, we've got the Pumpkin Man Harvester of Souls coming out, and you know. Maybe more after that. Who knows? The The experience of this plus the, the re- reaction we've gotten, none of us want to take our foots off the gas. You know, we are, we are pedal to the metal, all pumpkin man. And that's not easy to, to keep that drive up. There have been several weekends where I've been like, you know what, I just want a normal weekend. We need to just chill. And I'm like, no, no. This is what this is what you want to do. This you is... get to that point where you almost feel guilty if you have a weekend mm-hmm. off and you're not traveling or you're spending it with, you're not spending it with family, but you're just at home mm-hmm. relaxing and recovering from everything. And you're like, what am I putting off right now? What am I not doing? And you get obsessive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't constantly thinking about. All right, what's next on Pumpkin Man's agenda? That's a good thing. That ha- creative drive to just keep making things and uh, keep keep coming out with new stuff to just keep people interested has been uh, a really fun experience, and I'm very I'm very happy that people are are kind of latching on to what we're doing and kind of seeing the merit in what we're doing, and I hope that brings people back for the future. I I really think it will. I think that between everything that we've been posting on social media, little teases uh, and behind the scenes photos mixed with uh, Tales from the Book of Kerbis will really bring people back whenever we release it this year. (laughs) (laughs) But as always, we hope you learned something about the process of creating this feature film throughout this podcast. And hopefully we start doing it more consistently. Yeah, I I really want to. So maybe we'll be back in a week or two. (laughs) The, the The big challenge is getting our our studio back under control because equipment props everything just gets dumped in there after shoots and it it becomes not functional so you know we're we're we'll hopefully be moving to a bigger place uh within the next few months so i hope that i will have a permanent setup for podcasting that we can just go and record a podcast so i've been ryan I'm Janae. Follow us at Pumpkin Moon Film and stay spooky. Oh, I like that. Stay spooky. I know. Did you use that before? I don't think I've ever used that. Stay spooky, friends. Stay spooky.